Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favorite resources, books, etc., etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 117 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott, and on today's episode, I thought I would share five lessons I've learned from one year of podcasting. Yes, kind of crazy, been doing this for over a year now, and have produced over 100 episodes, which I didn't necessarily think I'd get to, because... There's quite an alarming statistic around podcasters, and that is most quit after seven episodes. So if you yourself are a podcaster and you've got beyond seven episodes, you're part of, strangely, quite a small club. So props to you. (laughs) But even if you're not a podcaster, maybe this will give you a flavour of what you can expect and what you might learn if you do become a podcaster. But having said that, the lessons in today's episode aren't just around podcasting, covering things that guests have told me about life, about business, about work, and a few things in between as well. So with all that being said, I hope you enjoy today's episode, which is all about five lessons I've learned from podcasting. Alright, so yes, I thought I would share five lessons from one year of podcasting. And these lessons come from not just my guests, but also things I've pieced together having done, yeah, over 100 episodes of Entrepreneurs Can Party now. And not just about podcasting, but also about uh, business, but also life and uh, and all those sorts of things. So five lessons, jumping straight into them. The first one is if you are looking to leave your corporate job, your nine to five, and maybe do your own gig, whether that's a freelance capacity or create your own business or work on your own side hustle, whatever it might be, seems to be a good idea to have a a bit of a runway to give yourself time to to really get things going. So what I mean by this is people yeah, sometimes refer to it as a financial runway, and this just means having, say, six to 12 months of savings behind you prior to actually committing to your gig. So even my most recent guest, actually, who I recorded an episode with, uh, Ariana, she talked about this. And a bit of context about Ariana, if you haven't listened to that episode, she has a Amazon FBA business which sells Vino cards, which are wine flashcards. And she gave herself six to about six months of savings to uh, to kind of tide her over whilst she put all of her efforts into this business. So she's been running this business for a couple of years alongside her job, but she got to a point where she realized she wasn't able to commit as much time to it as she wanted. So she wanted to give up her day job. She did that. And then, like I say, she gave herself six months to to do that. Reading between the lines from her YouTube videos and what she told me, I get the sense that probably wasn't long enough for her. And I know other guests have talked about having runways stretching past six months so maybe up to a year so a year of savings prior to actually leaving your job and obviously the the way to kind of calculate that is to take how much you're spending each month and times up by 12 or times up by six months and then you can say okay i need that pot of savings ready before i decide to quit my job so that's certainly one approach not to say that's the right approach but i think for me personally 
when I hope to leave the corporate life and leave the my nine to five, that is what I'm aiming for. I think six to twelve months of savings so that I can then give it your best shot of uh, of yeah doing your own thing. And that's not to say you can't then go back to the the job. You know, the nine to five is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's very likely you'll be able to get another job if things don't quite work out. But at least you'll have given it a good good go. And yeah, you can always return to the nine to five. So that's certainly one approach I think works well from what I've heard from my guests. Other guests have taken the completely opposite approach and actually they've just jumped into doing their thing and having that risk over them kind of spurs them on to uh, to actually make things happen. You know, the fact they could run out of money in a month or even less than that kicks them into action. So it works for some people. Personally, I'm very risk averse, so I don't think that would work for me. But it's, yeah, it's all a matter of preference. So that's the first thing. Yeah, if you're wanting to transition out your 9 to 5 into your own gig, whether that's freelance or entrepreneurship, whatever it might be, good idea to have some sort of financial runway. Lesson number two, there will be times when you think, what's the point in putting content out? It's the brutal, honest answer. And that certainly applies for me with a podcast. You know, there have been times when I think, why am I putting out episodes? I don't feel like I've got anything to contribute. That imposter syndrome kicks in. You know, you feel like, what? can I add to this space, you know, what have I got to say, and I think the only thing that's kept me going at times is knowing that I've got all these systems set up that make it super easy for me to put out content. Essentially all I have to do really is record these episodes, and my assistant, blessed us, the rest. So it, it, I think that helps, making it as easy as possible to actually do the work, and this doesn't just apply to podcasting, but if you are looking to start any habit, Uh, such as going to the gym or eating more healthily or maybe working on uh, music, you know, maybe you're learning the piano, whatever it might be, making it as easy as possible for you to commit to that and keep up with that habit is super, super helpful. A really good book on this, which certainly helped me massively when I read it uh, last year, is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've mentioned it so, so many times in this podcast Uh, over the course of the last few months and yeah it is a really helpful book so I will link to it in the show notes if you're wanting to commit to better habits it will give you the right tools to be able to do that and yeah it has helped me certainly put the systems in place to some degree as well to make sure that I do stick to, to habits such as creating these these episodes for the podcast so yeah there will be times when you think why am I doing what I'm doing I'm not seeing any progress or I don't feel like doing the work today, all those sorts of negative thoughts that we have. And that's, yeah, that's certainly I've just experienced and they happen and you get days where you feel down and it's perfectly normal. You've just got to stick to it because it's through those days and actually sticking to it when you're going through those moments that the good things tend to happen. So yeah, that's my second point. Point number three, nothing is certain until it happens. And the reason I wanted to pick out this as a lesson is because it's easy, and I've been there, very easy to have expectations of what you think is right or what should happen. And I'm thinking here, particularly with podcast guests who I've had, you know, scheduled to come onto the show, and then for one reason or another, it just hasn't quite happened. And I've, you know, beat myself up about this in the past and got a bit down, a bit angry at certain points. And that's okay. It's okay to feel those emotions. Um, But also, it's a matter of, I think, where I've gone wrong is maybe having the expectation that someone owes me something or 
you know, because it's scheduled in, yeah, particularly with podcast guests, because they're scheduled in, it should happen. And that's just not the case. Like, no one owes you anything. So it's certainly something I've learned the hard way. Nothing is certain until it happens. And I don't think this is a negative thing. I think it's just a fact of a fact of life. So that's my third tip. Make of that what you will. Apply that to, to yourself how you will. I think just to underscore that point of not having expectations is yeah really really helpful and actually once you have no expectations of anything you know no expectations for anyone to do anything for you then you treat everything as a gift and everything that is done for you you're even more grateful for it so it's a nice little hack of sorts fourth lesson podcasting is a slow game and i think when i first jumped into podcasting i had the expectation again that maybe i would be able to build a massive audience and it would happen overnight and you know I'd be able to live off the podcast and all these sorts of fantasies that I had going into it um none of them have <laughs> come to fruition podcasting is a slow game and that's okay actually I've come to enjoy podcasting more and more once I've let go of the expectations of building an audience or the expectations of trying to make money from the podcast and yeah, I've been able to enjoy the conversations I've had and putting out these episodes a lot more. So it is a slow game. And something that reminds me of this on a daily basis is a screenshot I have on my phone. I'm looking at it right now. It's from Evan Carmichael. And essentially it's a table that Evan put on his LinkedIn, I think it was. And uh, I've had it on my, yeah, as my phone screensaver for a number of months now. And essentially it has uh, two columns. So the column on the left is the date starting July 1st, 2009, goes all the way through to July 1st, 2020. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 rows. And then on each of the corresponding rows, uh, there's a second column saying subscribers. And it says, okay, how has his subscribers count on YouTube built over those years? So July 1st, 2009, he had at the end of that year 42 subscribers. I'm not going to go through all of these, by the way. Uh, but July 1st, 2010, he then had 109 to 119 subscribers. So it's taken him two years to get to just over 100 subscribers. Uh, July 1st, 2011, 412. So it was a bit of a jump. Uh, July 1st, 2012, 846. And then it goes all the way through to present day, or at least, well, I'll say present day, July 1st, uh, 2020. And he has just shy of 2.3 million, I believe. So... It's just a really nice progression and it shows that exponential curve that we see when it comes to growing an audience. And it just underscores that point that podcasting particularly is a slow game. And unless you already have a built-in audience from uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever it might be, yeah, it will take time to build your tribe. And that's totally cool. I'm not really attached to whether people listen to my podcast now. It's not the reason I do it. I do it just to have these conversations and to to learn from other people and to develop my own skills. So it's very selfish in that sense. And if I'm able to build an audience over the next few years, as Evan has done very successfully, then uh, that will be that be cool. But it's certainly not the aim for me. So so yeah, podcasting is a slow game. And then my final lesson for today, my lesson number five from one year of podcasting is it comes from Ali Abdal, actually, who is a YouTube creator who I've gotten to fairly recently. He puts out some fantastic videos around productivity and uh, his lessons on being a YouTuber and all this sort of stuff. 
and he said something the other day which really hit home and that is no one cares that you're putting out content people have their own things going on and if it's stopping you from putting out content you know that fear of someone judging you or thinking what's he talking about what's she talking about yeah it, it, it disappears very quickly so once you get into the habit of putting out content for one thing yeah you'll realize people don't really care <laughs> that much and that's that's not a bad thing that's actually i think that's a blessing um it kind of takes away the pressure when you realize that and it is just that first move of putting out content for the first time which seems scary i know when i started doing instagram stuff on there like putting out videos first few times it was really uncomfortable and then after a while you just kind of walk out your phone do it in public as well and it doesn't feel that big a deal and it's the same with the podcast I was lucky that I never really had that fear creating the podcast because I think I've just done enough other things outside of podcasting to kind of get over that fear but I have heard many podcasters talk about their initial hesitation around creating content and it stems primarily from that fear of other people's opinions so my message on that is yeah no one no one cares and like i say that's not a that's not a negative i think it's actually really it's a really positive thing the fact no one cares and you can do your own thing i think it was shakespeare he said that we all fret upon our stage uh, for a brief moment and then we're gone okay i'm paraphrasing but it's the idea that yeah we're here for a short space of time might as well do our thing and yeah to hell the consequences to the many to some degree Hopefully you've got something from this episode. And my final question for you today to think about for the rest of the weekend is what is stopping you pursuing the thing that you really want to do? Is it the fear of other people's opinions? If so, realise no one cares. (laughs) Is it your financial capabilities? You don't have the money to do it right now. Well, maybe start building up that financial runway and then you can progress into that. Maybe you're worried that you'll give up on your thing once you start working on it. You'll give up on that habit. Well, maybe consider putting some systems in place and read something like Atomic Habits to to start developing those systems. And with all that being said, I'm not here to preach. I'm just here to spitball. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will speak again very, very soon. Do take care. Hey, hey, so outsourcing to a virtual assistant for less than $5 an hour has been a game changer for me. My VA living in Vietnam is, for one, a lovely human being, and two, she saves me so much time every single week since we started working together in May 2020. She produces these episodes, she edits audio, she sends emails to guests, she creates social media posts, she writes show notes, completes ad hoc tasks, and we spend less than one hour a week communicating over Zoom and email. Pretty dreamy, am I right? Well, I now share all these systems, insights, and mistakes I've made in my very first Udemy course, so you too can outsource to a virtual assistant and save over 10 plus hours a week. Since launching in November 2020, over 80 students have enrolled and the course has received over 20 five-star ratings. To find out more, check out the link in my show notes where you can get an exclusive discount or visit udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant. That's not easy to say. Let me just repeat that. That's udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant for more details.